0: Welcome one, welcome all to the greatest show of them all. It is the NFC East Mixtape Volume 101, which doesn't mean we're going to tell you everything associated with the NFC East Mixtape. That's just the episode number. But in case you don't know what this is, uh, this is a show where we talk about the NFC East. You can access this on any of the NFC East blog podcast networks across SB Nation. That is Bleeding Green Nation for Philadelphia Eagles content. Blog of the boys for Dallas Cowboys. Big blue view for those New York football giants or Hogs Haven for the Washington Commanders. You can also watch us live on the Bleeding Green Nation YouTube channel or the blog on the boys YouTube channel. He is Brandon Lee Gotten from BGN. I am R.J. Ochoa from BTB. BLG, there are a lot of mixologists who have thoughts on where they should put their wallet
1: in their pants. As they should. And I think at least one listener did say that you can't put it in your back pocket or you're going to mess up your spine to a royal degree. Yeah,
0: somebody tagged
1: me uh,
0: in an Instagram comment and said, RJ, I'm listening to the mixtape right now. You can't put your... Like, just exactly what you said. You're going to mess up your spine. And I actually have been having... i'll say some back problems but i've definitely been feeling a little bit more sore than than usual as of late so uh that was awfully coincidental
1: uh, but yeah volume 101 we did it on to the next hundred well i will say since everyone wants a vibe check that's the most important thing i'm feeling a little bit better rj oh
0: Okay. So, well, I asked you that last week. I said, mm-hmm. like, how you doing? Whatever. I actually was going to make, um, like, th- I was going to come in this way. I was going to be like, it's a few more weeks post-op. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have, like, a procedure, and the first time you see the doctor, it's like, how are you doing? It's like, I'm, I'm barely moving. Like, I still got the stitches in. You know what I mean? Like, now we've already taken those stitches off. It sounds like, you know, you're eating solid foods again. You're You're exercising. You're walking. You're doing... So you're independent. That's what it seems like.
1: Yeah, far from being, you know, 100%. I would not say I'm ready to move on by any means, but, um, you know, kind of forced to to some degree because in Philadelphia Eagles world and really NFL world as a whole, uh, things are happening. It's, it's really crazy considering... Super Bowl like the season ended just not so long ago. Um it feels extremely. Things are just sneaking up on me left and right. Like survivors starting um tonight as of when you're listening to this podcast, but tomorrow is when we're recording it. Right. Like I'm just I'm not even ready for this.
0: It is a um a hectic time of year certainly. The Mandalorian right. is back today actually um for people we're recording this uh, actually later than usual. It's 3:21 p.m. Central Standard Time on the last day of February. So this is March for those of you who are listening uh cuz it dropped on on Wednesday day March 1st. So we actually I've seen a million different like things to binge in the month of March. Like there's a lot of TV coming out in March. We've got Survivor, we've got Mandalorian, the new and what will be final season of Succession. Um I feel like I'm missing a lot of things. A lot of people are into The Last of Us. That's still moving along obviously. Um so it's you know we've got the Oscars coming up soon. Like you know it's kind of a, a bump in time of year you know, there are i guess my point is there are a lot of ways to keep yourself preoccupied if you're trying to deal with the emotional thing we that also you're have a special
1: guest on today's podcast rj I'm throwing a curveball at you there's a little surprise i'm moving away from the mic is this uh is this holden. holden
0: i know you're it's gizmo high, but look at this Holden's little guy
1: he's so cute look at gizmo I'm dog sitting okay uh, and gizmo is spending a couple of days with me here and he's this is why listeners you need to watch the youtube version because as RJ can attest to, I'm sure. Gizmo is very cute. He has his dinosaur um little hoodie on. It's a hoodie. It's, like, so it's, small it's a small guy. Yeah. You know, it's cold out, so you gotta keep him nice and warm. And uh here he is. What do you have to say to Gizmo, RJ?
0: uh gizmo first of all you look um very um like people say like i want to boop a dog i want to like ruffle the top of his head you know what i mean he looks like he has like a like a good head that i could ruffle and just give him some good like scruffs um gizmo looks like a good boy his ears? um his i like ears? The... That's why
1: the name obviously he's like you know gizmo the gremlin
0: right um i uh i love the hood um i can't see the full body i mean you're not lifting him up that high um okay it was like we should just get a full gizmo pro that's you know gizmo whoa you know we don't have to put a disclaimer or anything on this episode i don't know for the visual audience but uh gizmo welcome to the mixtape you're not the first dog that blg has um announced that he is dog sitting on the show
1: but he is the best right buddy Mm. (laughs) he can't hear he doesn't have the headphones on uh
0: good boy um not barking um so well trained (laughs) um i thought you were going to say we had a special guest and then like bring on an actual guest uh jimmy kemsky is that's our off-season we we need to come up with some off-season yep. guest guest list we asked people um to tell us theirs. somebody asked um if we should like said that we should do like a, a new <laughs> heights crossover i actually saw it right it's before um, but yeah i would love new... to <laughs> well well, you tweeted, well, you said, like, I don't know, I'm not blaming them, I'm just saying, in like,
1: in terms of being able to deliver, I don't know how likely it is, but sure, okay, yeah. Well,
0: look, look, listeners, BLG was like, come on, everybody, be no, ambitious I, I agree. Be ambitious, and then, like, you actually are, and he's like, no, how could you dare say the I'm new heights, saying, blah, like, blah, blah.
1: You know, be ambitious, but also keep your expectations, you know, <laughs> realistic to some extent.
0: Mm. Um, Well, so, um. That was a suggestion, um, the New Heights crew. I saw you. I was going to say right before we started this, you tweeted that Howie Roseman said he's going to be a guest on that show. So um, we're doing some free promotion for New Heights, so maybe they repay us with like a crossover episode. You never know. Um, Jimmy Kemsky is a, a guest, not really like a bucket list wow. thing. No offense to Jimmy. I'm gonna show up. <laughs> well, I, I mean, like know you said that. <laughs> Well, I mean, he's supposed to be on. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we've already kind of accomplished this, and you do a show with him every week. So, um, but Jimmy's awesome, obviously. I saw. i actually, while we're on the subject of um, of plugging things, he's selling That's Girl right. Scout cookies for his daughter. So, wow, everybody, go to Jimmy's nice to Twitter profile and buy some Girl Scout cookies. Look at that. Um, I had to make up for it. Um, to is the dream guest, and actually, Brandon, we found out this week that To is a Houston Astros fan that has to make I your it.
1: blood boil at all. Good, good for To.
0: It was really strange. <laughs> So I was watching the Astros spring training game, obviously. I'm um, just kind of going about my day and first pitch comes up and it's T.O. It's like, <laughs> like, what, like, what's going on here? Uh, but uh, sure enough, he's an Astros fan. They had him on the broadcast and they were talking to him about it. And he said he kind of like came to know the organization through Reggie Jackson. Like what a what a humble man. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, it's, you know, Reggie Jackson got me into this whole thing. Um, I also saw he threw out the first pitch for that game. And he threw it to Chaz McCormick, who made the pivotal catch in game five, obviously. And they were talking about, like, normally the person who throws the first pitch has the catcher, like, sign it. And
1: Chaz was like, actually, T.O., yep. I need you to sign this. That so that's kind of funny. very on-brand for, one, Terrell Owens.
0: Um, what are your thoughts on the new pitch clock? That's what all sports fans um, are complaining about these days.
1: I'm not, you know, like, the, the biggest baseball guy. But from what I have seen, I like the concept um it does seem a little weird to me in terms of you know stealing basis and whatnot and being able to time that out i guess um so maybe it seems like a thing that is on the right path but maybe isn't fully polished yet maybe they can uh tweak it down the road i don't know
0: i'm i'm totally fine with it um i'm good like i have no passionate take my only thing was it kind of stressed me out at first i'm sure you saw like some graphics when the clock was like massive and visible on the broadcast like if you want to put it on the graphic like the play clock or the shot clock like i'm all well, for that you know saying? I, but i don't though. need this like well it's there but all i'm saying is like mm. position the camera position the clock somewhere on the field where the pitcher and you know all the infielders the outfielders obviously can see it but i don't need this big massive one put it like bake it in small nice you know graphics are an important part of a sports broadcast so make sure it's a how part of clock that I'm good you like
1: like you know not this just in general not in just mm. you know this context i'm talking about but like you know like an analog
0: so I actually, it's funny you ask this. I recently changed the watch on my Apple you watch. This and, is a this
1: is a better question. Uh
0: yeah. okay. Well, so I uh I used to be an analog guy because I kind of felt like a fraud having a digital, you know, thing on my wrist. Like it's supposed to be a watch. You know what I mean? I feel like I'm cheating a little bit. Uh, but I was looking at a TikTok and I saw this really cool one. So I, I
1: looked up like Can you show I pulled us? up the Sell Apple Watch
0: it? app and was looking. Um, it's obviously not going to be there perfect, are some nike but
1: if you give it a tap or a little uh click uh, yeah okay interesting
0: there are some nike ones so this is a night you can't see the like little nike check is in there but it, it looks like it has the face of an analog but it has the like big numbers um so now you actually know what time we're putting this together 27, got, what do you do uh you have all the in- it's tough so when you, like, That's wait, why me.
1: am i so bad at angling the thing? it's here let me take <laughs> it off it's tough because you're looking at if you take it off, it's going to lock. No, it doesn't. If yours locks. Well, I'm um, to bring the battery up, but here you go. I have the, like the modular. Okay, I also so have you've... the three series. I have an older one. I got this in like 2018, but, uh, it's, it's, uh, maybe very me. It's a lot of practical information. I got like the weather and the time and the date and the activity ring. I have that too. Like the battery.
0: In in my corners, I have top left. I've got the temperature outside. Top right, I have the weather conditions. Yep. Bottom right, I have access to like the workouts. Like I I turn it on like when I run or when I walk the dog. And then bottom left,
1: I have the activity. Right. So tweeted so. us at Choa and at Brandon Gun mm-hmm. with the uh, give us like a little screenshot or whatever. I want to see it of the uh, the Apple Watch face views I don't think you can well, screenshot mean, like, your watch. Yeah, take but, a picture. Like, take a, is what I mean, take yeah. a
0: picture. Yeah um with the hashtag mixtape watch oh um okay brandon we have things to get to for every single team this is actually kind of the first time in a long time that that's been the case welcome to the offseason it is the week of the nfl combine you delayed us because you were writing about the uh coaching changes that the philadelphia eagles announced we have to start with the reigning nfc east champions the eagles now have an offensive coordinator now have a defensive coordinator uh that you know are obviously a part of their staff as they make their way through the combine so give us the the latest and greatest as it pertains to the birds
1: yeah a lot of moving parts in eagles world Eagles have a new offensive coordinator brian johnson he was their quarterback's coach this was the worst-kept secret even really before Shane Steichen left. Brian Johnson was getting a lot of interest from other teams as their offensive coordinator. I know the Baltimore Ravens wanted to interview him. I know he was connected to, like, the Texans. He was connected to, potentially, Steve Wilkes if he stayed in Carolina. There was He was basically connected to everything. Um, I think it's a really uh, sensible hire. Jalen Hurts took a huge step, as we know, from 2021 to 2022, and I think... Brian Johnson deserves a level of credit in there. I don't think it's only about Jalen Hurts. Uh, everyone likes to point out how Brian Johnson has like known Jalen Hurts since he was four years old because he played for Avery, Averyon, Avery, Avery, Averyon. I don't know how to say Jalen Hurts' dad's name. He played for Jalen Hurts' dad um, in high school and then was obviously a uh, you know a, a good, or at least college football player for a while there at Utah. He's been an offensive coordinator in three different stops. So he has um play calling and offensive coordinator experience as well. Um, so I just thought it made a lot of sense. And when the Eagles, you know, brought him on as quarterback coach, this always seemed to be the path. Like they were, they were gearing him up to be the replacement. So um I'm cool with that. And I think the only downside you would want to say is that um back when the Eagles won the Super Bowl in 20 February of 2018, they lost Frank Reich, and they lost notably. Um, their quarterbacks coach, John D. Filippo. And the instant solution to promoting or replacing those guys was just like backfilling, you know, in-house promotion. And I think you can kind of go down a wrong path there in that like you're not necessarily interviewing the best and brightest and kind of, you know, diversifying your search. Um, But I don't think that's what the Eagles did here. I think this is a little bit different because Mike Groh, for example, had this background where he worked for the Rams and he had had like a really bad passing offense. and um Press Taylor was a, a guy known for like coddling Carson Wentz too much. Whereas I don't think that's gonna be an issue for Jalen Hurts, even though he has that relationship with Brian Johnson. That's just not that's not how Hurts is wired. And that's not how, from what I've seen, Johnson coaches, he's he's a tough coach. He's not easy on his players. So um so that's the big one on offense and then i'm talking a lot here but sean desai on defenses the more okay
0: well just sure. just quickly um brian johnson a texas guy from baytown yeah. originally played his high school football there um and was for like some people like you know everybody's like oh like ncaa football needs to yep. come up brian johnson former ncaa football cover athlete that's yeah. kind of a cool thing uh you know when that's t- like i can't think of a cover athlete that's become a coach like even like the madden cover athletes hmm um just hasn't worked out that way now that i like i know drew Brees like wanted to be a coach or <laughs> well, whatever but um but brian johnson I, I really i mean i guess that's kind of it i don't, <laughs> so, I don't think we're uh, gonna see uh, that's kind of cool
1: changes for the offense uh, not to say none obviously brian johnson's gonna have his own ideas he's gonna call the plays change or uh, sorry nick Sirianni is still putting the plays into the play sheet so there's still that process going on um yeah not really sure to expect Um, Are not really expecting massive changes on defense, that'll be a little bit different because, you know, your Eagles are bringing in not assistant head coach. It's wrong to say assistant head coach. His official title with the Seahawks was associate head coach hyphen defense. That was the official title. Um, And they're bringing in Sean Desai, the first uh, coordinator of Indian descent in the NFL in 2021, was the Bears defensive coordinator, joined the Seahawks last year. Um, Interesting kind of background. He's 39. Uh, doesn't have really the extensive playing experience that you see with a lot of different coaches in the NFL, uh, but went to uh, temple for, to get his doctorate after previously going to Columbia and, um, and going to school in Boston. And uh, he survived in Chicago from Mark Trestman. That's like crazy. That, that feels like insanely forever ago in 2013. Until basically um, not being retained by Matt Eberfuss last year, and that's why he ended up with Pete Carroll. But uh, so he survived multiple coaching changes from Trestman to John Fox to um, Nagy to, uh, and then getting going over to uh, Pete Carroll to work with him. He's worked with Carroll. When did he join?
0: That, he joined last C- season. Just
1: last season. He's worked. He's worked with Pete okay. Carroll. He's worked with Mel Tucker. He's worked with Chuck Pagano. He's worked with uh, Mike Pettin, who is rumored to be joining the Eagles' defensive uh, coaching staff, possibly, which would make a lot of sense if you're bringing in someone relatively inexperienced and younger, like Desai, who's only 39. You kind of kind of have to have a veteran to lead on or lean on in that regard. So I'm ex- I, I like that hire. Um, I think the Eagles' defensive, and we need to get out in front of this. I, I need to write an article about this, RJ, because. Eagles defense is going to be worse next year just because they're not going to have the same amount of talent that they did this season. Uh, So I don't want to hear like, oh, maybe Eagles fans should have been nicer to Jonathan Ginn and maybe they missed. No, that is not like what's going on here. Um, They're, they're poised to take a step back. So uh, all that being said, I think Desai offers some interesting things and I'm, I'm fairly happy with both coordinator hires um, as, as you can. be.
0: They, they, um, they're pretty chalk in a good way, right? Like chalk can be bad. Like you talked about like, you know, five years ago, whatever, but like it's pretty chalk in, in a like, logical way um like you can't really like there's no need to like make a big swing you know what i mean or like do anything dramatic or do anything silly my only pushback and i hope i'm wrong um is you're talking about the defense is going to be worse i mean like what was my song that i sang all offseason a year ago it's like cowboys they're going to take a step back right there's going to be regression of the mean i mean they they were better i think you and i would both agree like the 2022 cowboys defense was better than the 2021 and i i thought i definitely thought that was impossible um and now i think they were yeah. an exception uh, as opposed to like the and- norm um, but it's again, it just serves the idea well, that the
1: talent's I think going to be a lot different than like the Cowboys weren't, didn't have like right. the same potential defensive overhaul that the Eagles are going to have with Brandon Graham and right. Javon Hargrave and James Bradbury and well, everyone we're, and we're at the agents. point
0: where it is it's combine week. So like everybody has a top whatever free agent list, like top 100 top, you know, whatever. Um, and it's littered with eagles like depending on whichever one you look at like you know whether it's pro football talk bff nfl.com like espn like all the top you know like i don't know how many eagles are in the top 50 for most of them but it's a lot obviously just did an article Um, and so it's like especially if you if you did if you didn't do quarterbacks you know what i mean like because quarterbacks are inherently more valuable like I think Geno Smith is number two on NFL.com's top 100 list or top 101 list. And like, that's understandable because he's a quarterback. You know what I mean? Like, it just kind of is what it is. But like, if you're just talking about non quarterbacks, like, there's an argument that Eagles should be like well represented.
1: ESPN at like seven on their top 50. Um, So there you go. Mm.
0: Yeah. So um, we'll see. It is almost time. I guess the next mixtape will be recorded after, or at least be released after the franchise tag deadline is out. Uh, Chauncey Garner Johnson. Yeah, and the seventh is a week from today. Um, it's yeah, it's a week. That's what I'm saying. The next mix yes. table will be released after the deadline, um, so we'll record after it's over. But Chauncey Garner Johnson, the most likely candidate to get tagged, I guess. Yeah, I don't think Eagles. it's
1: um, again likely to play out where the tag is uh, actually utilized. I think if they tag him, which I would kind of be surprised, it's just a negotiating tool. I don't think the Eagles are in a spot where placeholder they just have so many freedoms you can't take on this massive like one player one huge cap number uh especially with the way they operate they like to right. move money around and shove it into future years so i just i really don't expect that to be um anything more than a placeholder of anything
0: right but if a player is tagged on the eagles it stands to reason it would be chansoe gunner johnson
1: i mean i guess it could be Javon hargrave in theory um if the eagles really want to like i i, mm. I think it you know, it could be, it's probably not, but James, like it could be someone else. But yes, I would say CJGJ is the most likely. I would not say uh, a 0% chance for everyone else.
0: Um. Okay.
1: So I think that
0: ties a bow on everything Eagles related Uh. for now. We do have other things with, throughout the division to get to. Any, anything else that we're missing? Anything big? Anything I mean, probably,
1: massive? but um, I'm getting a phone call. Hmm. It's from someone in Philadelphia. I don't know who it would be. Hmm. What's the area code um, in Philly? Like, like the most prominent one, is the popular one, I believe. Um, I don't know what this. Hmm. Are you a two-one-five? Well, yeah, like <laughs> you, you want know. me to give out my phone number on air? Um, <laughs> no. You almost, almost did one time. Yeah.
0: We actually had to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, ben long, Solak, once a upon day. a
1: time, um, accidentally, accidentally, quote unquote, uh, tweeted out my phone number. Yeah, that's
0: that's what you said. That's what you said when we had to edit. Another well, thing he deserves out. to and
1: be called out once again by the way yeah. speaking of ben solak this is a big thing this and this is eagles related um so ben and i do a once a year an annual oh podcast. this was the
0: this is the eagles rule proposal right that you're talking hashtag i saw eagles, your tweet about this sorry thing. not okay. hashtag
1: eagles a hashtag jersey number analytics where we analyze every single player on the roster based on their number and it's really fun to do because they matter, they like, it, matter. It, it is a
0: subject that matters Um yeah matter. well and i'm just saying i'm 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 talking to the people who are like rolling their eyes i just like, oh,
1: okay. i, I think, think like, those no, people it it's are actually not i don't i think actually more people have come around to, to agreeing and they matter but in any case um legal store the eagles did pro- the actual like kind of real news if you will that stuff that impacts the game as they propose the fourth and 15 onside kick alternative like again like they do this like every year There well there was some there was some chalk rule proposals we they knew do that it was every year come.
0: we knew that that, that it was going to Right, and we knew there was going to be a proposal to make roughing the passer reviewable. Like again, those mm-hmm. things really chalk, but this one was kind of new. Yeah, um, I don't want to spoil. Eagles or take have or thunder.
1: submitted a proposal for players to wear the number zero, which is overdue. Um, I don't know. It didn't say anything about double zero, which I like a lot as well. That's but old school. Uh, it's saying just zero, as far as I can tell, which makes sense. I mean, th- there's no good reason not to have it. What is the good reason not to have it? <laughs> what? What is the optimum position? Can't be a special.
0: because double zero, double zero is clearly yeah. a center.
1: Some kind of, definitely some kind of lineman. Right. So I mean, a fullback could get away with a double zero. I feel like.
0: I think like your your like ace returner should mm-hmm. be zero. You know what I'm saying? Like if Cavante turned yeah, one zero, that. like something like that. Like it, like it has to be like a like it an elite a kicker. Returner.
1: You know, you, you can't just be like the dude it can't who be like a punter. It's it. way too yeah. cool of a number for those dudes to be wearing it. I could mm-hmm. see. So I don't think, you know, hearts is going to change from one at this point, but I was, I was thinking if the Eagles um, added like Jacoby Brissett or Marcus Mariota, I wouldn't mind the backup having zero. I could deal with, I could, I could, I could deal with it. Uh, I know it's, maybe you could say it's too cool for a backup, but I think it's fine. Also uh, Devin Witherspoon, RJ, who is a popular Eagles uh, hmm. mock draft target at number 10, I believe. No, sorry, wrong player <laughs> entirely. Um, the Oregon guy. Look, I'm not even into it. Christian Gonzalez, um from Oregon. He right, the wore number 0 at uh for the Ducks. So clearly the Eagles are just preparing for him to wear that in Philly. Uh
0: well Marcus Mariota joining the Eagles by the way in general would be like the the you know the prince that was promised sort of thing, right? <laughs> like that would that would be really funny would. if that finally But didn't It makes end sense. Happening. It's a classical um, fit. My la- my my uh Marcus Mariota uh one of the stars of quarterback the mm. new Netflix we'll not be that watching to see uh, this back. um yeah, we know you won't. Um, but even even though I think the reason you would watch it the most would be, actually be the Kirk Cousins stuff, no. which is like kind of a That's, testament to why you won't well, watch it. Well, that involves anyway, also. Um, being... <laughs> so, right. Well, yeah, you don't want to see the end of it, obviously. But anyway, um, last thing here, and then we'll get to the Cowboys. Um, I, I, on the subject of the Chiefs, the Chiefs, do you recall, they were the team who proposed allowing yes, the flexibility that we not see. Horrendous, jersey numbers, right? like, it was horrendous. And they should like,
1: be stripped of their Super Bowl right, title, it's... I agree.
0: <laughs> so stupid thing but it was their do you remember their reasoning that they said and in case anyone isn't aware the the fact that like receivers and corners or whatever were single digits like well so the chiefs petitioned for this to change like this world to change this this new world that we live in that sucks um and in their argument was there were players on their practice squad who were having to double up because there were limitations at the time right like Mm because linebackers can only wear certain numbers whatever well i saw a photo of the Chiefs Uh Super Bowl roster, like the day before the Super Bowl. And there were like three Mm. players wearing Mm. double digits, despite the fact that not every number was taken. So how can you be the team that's like, we have to change Uh, this rule so that we don't have this specific situation unfold and then have that situation unfold. in total frauds.
1: Wow. (laughs)
0: Okay. Uh the Dallas Cowboys. Um, so I mentioned we're recording this on Tuesday. It's uh you know 20 till 4 p.m. Central Standard Time. Stephen Jones spoke this morning. Um, we'll probably hear from Jerry at some point later on this week. He'll do the bus thing. So everybody check out Blog on the Boys. Um, you know, we'll cover that. Um, and Mike McCarthy will obviously speak bus, as well. Uh, but Stephen Jones, Jerry's bus in Indianapolis. He has a like a charter. I don't think bus. that's something like, like people his... just know. I just
1: I mean Cowboys fans perhaps, but I don't think other people know about
0: that. I guess maybe. <laughs> Apologies. Jerry generally um, at the combine specifically kind of holds court for the local media okay. on the bus. It's like a like a sort of state of the union, if you will, at the combine. But is that, that the party bus that Dean Blandino, the, bus. the
1: former NFL head of officiating was on? It
0: is. It's the same. It's the same bus <laughs> okay, in general. Uh, but yeah. So anyway, th- right. The Dean Blandino, who was the architect of the worst call that went against the Cowboys mm-hmm. in the last like mm-hmm. 25 years. Right. Th- that feeds your theory. Totally. Anyway, um, so Stephen Jones spoke to the local media on Tuesday and nothing he offered was breaking news, to be very clear. But the fact that it's confirmation of things is significant, right? Because it is, you know, confirmation. Um, So the headlines, number one, the Cowboys are very likely going to extend Dak Prescott this offseason. His cap hit obviously balloons. This is when his extension that he signed two years ago kicks in. Um, That will happen. It makes sense. The discourse when it does happen will be stupid. But it is going to happen. In all likelihood, they can save about $22 million this year if they do extend him. Um, mm-hmm. Let me blitz through these and you can get to them. Um, he said that they are likely going to use their, their franchise tag this offseason. He did not mention on who. But, you know, like the Eagles, you can make an argument for lower, not lower level players, but less likely situations. But they, they do exist. They're non-zero quantities. The most likely one, Tony Pollard, $10 million. Um, he said that Zeke's making a lot of money. I think it's interesting, the day that the draft ended last year, he was asked about the team not drafting a running back. He said, well, you know, Rico Dowdle's in a contract year. Tony Pollard's in a contract year. Zeke's making a lot of money. He's been saying that Zeke's making a lot of money for a year now. And he said that Zeke knows that. Um, I'm starting to believe myself that they're no, probably no. going to cut him. That would be significant, though, just because he is a favorite of the front office. Um, he said they believe in Michael Gallup coming back this year. Um, he talked about how C.D. Lane and Trayvon Diggs are offseason priorities for them, how they both or They want both of them around long term. They will very likely pick up CD Lamb's fifth-year option this year. They don't have that luxury with Trayvon Dings. Um, He obviously is in a contract standoff with the team, entering the final year of his deal, so we'll see how that goes. Um, And Tyron Smith is expected back this season, which is an interesting development. Um, I can't imagine them cutting him Um, I think it's either Dallas or bust like a lot of people have suggested maybe they would trade him Um, I just don't think that's going to happen at this point he also said that Terrence Steele and Tony Pollard are both expected to be ready for training camp Terrence Steele obviously got hurt uh, in that Texans game Uh, and Jason Peters had to come in and play right tackle but the fact that he said that tony power to be ready for training camp is why a lot of people are even more so like well they're probably going to tag him. like they're, they're talking about like this dude's going to be on the team at training camp so that's kind of um the blitzed version your
1: question me think of nfl blitz um first thing on deck mm-hmm. i mean yeah that was it's not even news from a standpoint of i believe we talked about this like literally right after they lost to the 49ers because that was part of my thing i'm like they have to pay him. they have they're literally in a spot. Where they have to extend it. they have to do. I mean, obviously unless they just don't want him as their quarterback anymore, but they're not going to do that.
0: Well, and and my my point then was, if they didn't, it would be telling because it would say like we're willing to kind of stomach this to have options in the future. Um, but they're clearly, you know, they're they willing and to they bring should. I mean, like do you, everyone yep. can sit here everyone can sit here and make all their jokes, but Dak is one of like, call it what you want. Top seven, eight, nine, whatever. He is one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL. It makes sense to keep him around long-term. He's still very young on a relative scale. I mean, he's not the youngest successful quarterback in the NFL, whatever. Um, So it makes sense, but obviously he's Dak
1: Prescott. It's it's what they had to do with Romo basically, you know, in the in the past like they kept having to basically like lengthen his contract or push more money into the years because he would have these big cap numbers and they would have to bring those down so they could make moves and support him um it's not it's not just unique to the cowboys to be clear but i'm just saying like that's what happens like when you pay a quarterback and the cap numbers get big you have to and you still want them around you have to give them more money so you can lower that money in the the present um by giving more the more to them in the future that is expected as for tony pollard I feel like it's a little surprising to me that they're going to not like shocking on a scale of one to 10, 10 being like the most unexpected development, but like more than a five, like maybe like a six or seven that they're, because I felt like, like what have I, what have I been saying? The play is to not overpay. Don't put a ton of resources in at running back. How are you going to give this guy? What is it? 10 million a year? That's too much. I mean, I know it's for one year. year, Come on. That's that's not a good, that's not an optimal use of resources it's a rich
0: seemingly uh free agency class at the yeah. running back position right and even more so uh, we found out on Tuesday Leonard Fournette is expected to be and not the that, draft like, he's seems amazing, to be good but too, like, the though. point is like right well and he again it's the Cowboys so Steven was asked about the idea of drafting and he was like well you know you clearly don't want to draft a running back in the top half of the first hunt really Steven <laughs> okay uh, but uh but said you know in the back and like I do that's why like I do think we've gone a little far as like a football society with the running backs don't matter take. Like they matter and like I'm fine spending like you want to spend a second round pick on one or whatever. E- even like a late first like yeah. Josh Jacobs is a late first round pick, whatever. Um there are examples that work out. Um so like but I, I am a little bit too scarred from that. Like I'm, not, I'm fine admitting that. So like I want nothing to do with Bijan Robinson. But like they're gonna keep that pot stirred just because that's like the Cowboys' way. Uh, but it would like it's so stupid to me that like anyone in in one breath can be like, well, they're gonna tag Tony Pollard and draft Bijan Robinson with the 26th overall pick. Like, dude, what are y'all doing? Like, um, I, I'm not like bothered or upset or like pumped about the par thing. Like I've said the entire off season, like I'm fine if they tag him. I'm fine if they don't. I'm fine if they bring him back on a long term deal they they are very clearly focused on finding more explosive playmakers he is one so like i do think that they feel stuck like man we have a shortage of explosive playmakers and he, we know he's one so we're going to keep him in tow we have cd lamb and we have to utilize the cap room that we're going to create by extending back prescott to add
1: to that you know so you count. are expecting zeke to get cut but do you think do if
0: you
1: i think had to guess give me a yeah. percentage chance it happens
0: I'd say like I'm fifty-five okay. to sixty percent there in, in terms of then my own give personal me a guess.
1: percentage chance that I guess in the scenario where he does get get cut, he is playing on the Cowboys next season. Like last year, for example, uh, which is the impetus of the question. Eagles cut Fletcher Cox, but then they brought him back like a few days later. Do you think it is possible that they could do something like that?
0: Um, I think it's possible, but not that exact same way. Like I could see them cutting him. I don't know, like, in, you know, March, obviously, like, when, or, you know, this is March, but, like, around free agency the next two weeks, and then him not being on a team, right, and then, like, you know, the, the summer happening, whatever, and then getting ready to go to camp, or then being at camp, and then being like, you know what, we just, you know what I mean, like, mm-hmm. I could see it being, like, a late edition sort of arrival sort of thing, um, I could see that, and then being like, you know, while Zeke wasn't on the team, he went, you know, and he went to wherever. And and the Cowboys, you know, they always thought this was possible. They never even cleared out, they, they never replaced his locker. Like, you know, some sort of like lame story like that. I could totally I think he happens.
1: needs to be gone, though, is my point on it. Like, I think if he's gone, he has to, It's not because it's not just about the current contract, it's about the usage too. And and there's a sentimental yeah, value it's, there. It's
0: about it's about getting more explosive playmakers. Like that's yes, the thing. Like because
1: an opportunity cost. Because if he's on the team, he's gonna get touches. That's that's the reality. Even if they cut him or whatever and bring him back and like, oh oh, and people are going to be like, oh, but it's okay because it's a smaller role. It's still too much. It's whatever he is being given, it's just – it's not the optimal, again, use of resources.
0: So one of the other things that Steven said, and again, not that this was shocking, but that moving on from Kellen Moore and his decision to take over play calling was an entirely like Mike McCarthy-led thing. Um, Again, not shocking, but like, cool, good for you, Steven, like letting your head coach, like make head coach decisions. (laughs) Like what a novel concept. Uh, But so like to me – And I've said this, you know, obviously uh, for the last few weeks or whatever, like if they do move on from Zeke, if he's not a part of the offense to me, and this isn't said like with any like negative tone or anything, it would be an indication that Mike McCarthy won. You know what I'm saying? Like, because Mike McCarthy's vision for the offense is clearly different than what the Cowboys have been for the last five, six, seven years, the Zeke era. And so like, like you should like live and die with that. You know what I'm saying? Like you're here now, like you're about to be on year four of the Mike McCarthy era. Like we can all sit here and make jokes and talk and defend and debate or whatever, but like you have to know, like go at this year, the full McCarthy way, the McCarthy project. And if it doesn't work, cool. We'll figure this out in 2024, but you have to do that. And I do think that we've seen McCarthy slowly winning out slowly, slowly, slowly in his three years, Zeke's utilization has been less. Tony parts has been more. And to your point, if Zeke is not a part of this team, I do think it is an indication of Mike McCarthy's vision of the offense being faster and more explosive. And that's obviously what matters the most. Um, The last thing um, on this subject, because you have to do this if you're the Cowboys, They have been connected to Bobby Wagner, (laughs) who was uh, released, obviously, by the L.A. Rams. um, And they have been connected to Jalen Ramsey, who wants a trade, obviously, away from the L.A. Rams. But the fact that he wants a new deal is kind of like the, you know, whoa, what's going on here? Every Cowboys fan, though, is terrified that the Eagles are going to ship away the 10th pick uh, to get Jalen. And like, how could you not? Like, I would totally do that if I was the Eagles. You know what I'm saying? Like, so no, um, you think that's a no brainer for them to trade 10 for Ramsey? I would totally do that. Like if I was the Eagles, you know what I mean? Like if you well, could upgrade because open the of worms. <laughs> it's an upgrade from james bradbury like, and that's yeah, not like an money, insult to james.
1: i just don't think it works out though i don't think it works out from like a money and age perspective like the eagles have like a lot of people to pay and like <laughs> and they're paying jalen hurts like they, they need I mean, young talent that cost J- talent.
0: the jalen hurts payment doesn't impact me this year if i'm the eagles you know what i'm saying like you can stomach it like and if again if there's if there's a, a team who i trust to figure out that complication it's the eagles um but i i would love to see the cowboys do that like um one of our shows on monday here at blogging the boys was talking about like what would be the move that suggested to cowboys fans that the cowboys were truly like being aggressive right like what what would be and actually i'll ask you that what what is what is a hypothetical thing that you could say wow they're actually doing it like they're actually getting it they're getting a little bit more creative here
1: finally signing odell beckham jr after the (laughs) 300 days of no i'm kidding um I mean, I would just like that storyline to go away. Not, I don't care where he signed, signed somewhere. Cause I'm tired of seeing, oh, 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 wow. The, I, this is a whole different thing. I, the use of the eyeball emojis has just been completely ruined. Everything is eyeball emojis. And it's just like, it's so been so diluted in water. Like eyeball emojis you, you, should be. You know like, what you're going
0: to hate? I'm sorry to interrupt you. You're going to hate what? if, and when the Cowboys sign Odell, when like the ESPN
1: account yeah, tweets yeah. out the vertical. Yeah. Like, imagine this. (laughs) Yeah, of the like three of CD and Odell and and Pollard.
0: And yeah, it's (laughs) oh, I can't wait for that day. Um, okay, but for real though, what is like, I think Ramsey, like trading for him is that move to me. And like, I would totally, you want, you want 26? Fine, take it. You know, like, you know, there's nobody who I can take with 26 that is going to give me what Jalen, like in the contract thing. And a lot of Cowboys fans are like, let's trade for Ramsey and. Let's let Trayvon play the final year of his contract out, right? And if Diggs walks in free agency a year from now, you have Jalen freaking Ramsey. And you know what I mean? Like, you move on. Now, you could have had Jalen Ramsey for the last seven years. You had just drafted him. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, water under the bridge. We don't have to relitigate that situation. So that, I think, is the one for me. That That's what would get me to believe that the Cowboys are finally taking this a little bit seriously.
1: Yeah, I was tempted to say DeAndre Hopkins, too. I feel like that's kind of been say, Yeah, fine. Put, put him in the same box. Totally with you. Um, But I would say even maybe less so, though, because Hopkins is hmm, a little bit older and also coming off a couple seasons here that have been, at least definitely by his standards, down-ish. And, you know, that might not all be his fault. But still, I would say Ramsey is, you know, very much in his prime. He has not really shown signs of slowing, at least at the numbers that I'm looking at. Like, I think he only had only a 84.5 pass rating allowed last year. That was worse than the previous two years, 71.1 and 68.8, but still very good. Um yeah, I mean, I, I guess it would be him.
0: Yeah, I'm, but again, I think Hop is in that mold. I don't think T. Higgins is getting traded, but like anything like that, like you want, like if you mm-hmm. are attacking a situation like that, like somebody like a, a bigger player, I don't think that counts. You know I mean? Though,
1: I think it has to be someone it's, like AJ Brown level of like just this is established star player. Like I like T. Higgins. I think he's good, but I think that's a little yeah, bit I mean, different you could, than maybe I'm Hopkins. I'm, I'm and like Ramsey. I'm
0: stretching the parameters just a little bit to include him, but he's in. He's he's closer to that than he's not. You get what I'm saying? But you're right. Um, but yeah, Hopkins Ramsey specifically, I'm all down for. Um, so okay, that's that's the Cowboys side of things. Let's take a break and then we'll get to the other two teams in the division. Welcome on. Wow, we're back from break. And Welcome it was all. Really we're having a great time. Um. Wow. Did you see Brandon that uh, Jeff Probst is starting a podcast? He's our competitor now.
1: I did. Oh, that's why, Rob. <laughs> okay, interesting. because I was listening I, to the. I uh, haven't.
0: I haven't listened to whatever you're talking about, but uh, but yeah, yeah, Jeff Probst is starting a podcast uh, where after every episode of Survivor, they will g- not, he was very specific to say in the TikTok I saw, this is not a recap, which was, it was almost like he was like, this is not the lame ass R-H-A-P. You know, he was yeah. like, this is not a recap. This is uh, going behind the scenes in terms of how we put the episode together, which is cool, but like, sure. I'd, I'd rather listen to Survivor know-it-alls, Jeff.
1: Well, I might have to check it out to see if it's any good, but uh, I mean, I guess I'll listen to Rob as a podcast, which everyone should listen to Rob as a podcast, and hey, no better time to get in on Survivor than tonight.
0: Between season. you and I, who is, who is Rob and who
1: is Steven Fishbach? Um, I think that's very clear. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's very clear who is who. I think, <laughs> I think you, you and I both know the answer to that, and the listeners will have to figure that out. Um, Okay. The New York,
0: once again, good at football giants, making a move. All right. wow, Big time action happening with the G-Men. They are going to be releasing Kenny Galladay on March 15th. I mean, so like, this is kind of an awkward thing when teams do this. It's like, we're gonna cut you, but we are not doing it yet. But so like, he's effectively cut. He's out. Giants moving on after two years. Not an exaggeration to say maybe the worst free agent signing in New York Giants history. Certainly one of the worst like general free agent signings in recent NFL history.
1: Do you, you recall how many touchdown catches that Kenny Galladay caught in his giant's tenure?
0: I do. Um, I tweeted this today, uh, for Mm. us. So, um, but I didn't recall the
1: defensive coordinator who he scored it against
0: um it was one um and it was against jonathan gannon his only touchdown ever uh for the giants came in his final regular season game and it took the addition of a 17th game by the way Um, and who threw it
1: uh davis webb yeah davis webb now coaching for the broncos
0: you know uh david davis webb's a, a, a great coach and um you know i i know it's it's so awkward to say because he's he's actually not a coach. I mean, I've only known him, but uh but I, I was talking to Kenny Galladay and uh he said, you know, he he throws a Russell wasn't
1: talking to Kenny Galladay. I don't know.
0: Um but I hadn't done that in a while. Anyway, um good for the Giants. Like, don't I, I love that. Like, don't don't just stick it out. You know what I mean? Like, move on. He's not helping you, and like move let Kenny move on too. Um, I will say, like, if the Cowboys took a flyer on Kenny Galladay at this point, like you just have to pay like his base salary. Like I'd be interested. You know what I mean? Mm. At this point, like, you know, I'd, I'd kick those tires. Like if you're really yeah. desperate, um, I mean, yeah, like I'm, I'm not like,
1: I think you got to save did. that for a team who's like rebuilding and it's like desperate, you know, like, uh, I don't sure. know. Some but team I, hits.
0: kudos to the giants. Like they finally get this. Um, I'm proud of them for being a functional NFL team.
1: Yeah. I mean, this is part of the cleanup that Joe Shane is still kind of working through here. And, Speaking of the wide receiver position, and you know, you talked about splash for the Cowboys. I feel like the Giants need to find their own version of the AJ Brown trade. Now, that's not obviously an easy thing to do, given how you know good of a player that is, and how rare those guys are available, and it was a, not just an every offseason kind of thing. But I feel like they have to find that kind of move, and I, I think specifically the Giants have to attack wide receiver. I know the Cowboys need receiver help. That's like, yeah, but like even more so for the the Giants have to find they're a guy. And I think that's what this kind of underscores. Not, well, I mean, it's already known, but this kind of is like, hey, you know, galladay has gone, we have to find the guy and there's going to be risk. This is the downside of, you know, paying all this big money and it doesn't work out. But I really think, you know, if you're, especially if you're trying to find out more about, daniel jones or 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 elevate him if daniel jones is gonna make a jump i think we saw last year the value in different areas uh of the nfl such as tyreek hill in miami for two like the value mm-hmm. that this elite kind of receiver that can have and i think they they have to find that guy i don't know who that is off the top of my head maybe it is t higgins maybe it is finding a way to throw money at him or something um but they have to find that guy
0: i agree with you entirely um I think it's not the worst thing in the world for the Giants. I know we know this, but like if Daniel Jones plays out the year on the tag, I, if I was Daniel Jones, I wouldn't do that. Um, just cause like you're, you know, you're never gonna have the same like level of negotiating power. Like even if you're a playoff team next year, like the fact that it, it was this like come from nothing story, like that energy is so hot. Like you can't replicate that a year from now unless you like won the Super Bowl, obviously. Um, so I mean, yeah, like I was just like, when you were kind of describing that like what if this is impossible but like what if they traded for like Justin Jefferson right like what mm-hmm. if Justin Jefferson was like hey I want out like you know what I mean like I'm sick of this like he not needs impossible. a new deal I mean yeah it's not like obviously like Devonte Adams was traded a year ago you know mm-hmm. what I mean like it's it's definitely like within the realm of like total possibility imagine that like that would be sick yeah. like obviously we would hate it but like that would be kind of sick
1: yeah I think at that point too like that's your you're you're going forward with Jones right like you're you're like we're betting on him we're getting Justin Jefferson and let's ride like this. This is what we're doing. Not Broncos country. Let's ride Giants country. Let's ride. Um, I, I don't know. It's so weird. We've talked about this already, so I don't we don't really need to rehash the entire debate. But that is the big question of the Giants right now. Are they going to extend Daniel Jones? Are they going to franchise tag him? I'm going to say in terms of what, you know, we I think we already talked about should. I think it's a little bit more interesting here to maybe talk about what we think will based on reading the tea leaves. I'm looking at this article from Big Blue View here, and Joe Shane spoke the Combine on Tuesday, and um, he said, quote, to franchise Danny, I don't think that's the best for the organization, and I don't believe it's best for Daniel, especially as we try to build the team around him. So I I think they're going to get an extension done with Jones. I think that's what they're going to do, and I think they're going to tag Saquon.
0: Should they tag Saquon? Like, I mean...
1: (sighs) I think... I mean, it's better than extending him for sure. (laughs) I mean, I would not. I extending him wrong move.
0: I was reading. um,
1: I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say actually yes. They should franchise Saquon. You can get one more year out of him. I think that's fine. But yeah, you can't give him that big extension.
0: Um, I was reading a Sigmund Bloom article about it was like through a fantasy lens, but it was talking about like what we learned about the running back position last year. And obviously, there was a lot of like love given to Christian McCaffrey, and obviously, he had a unique season being traded. But I was thinking like, who were the like. The sort of like big name running backs that I would bet on. Right. I was thinking about it like from a fantasy perspective, right? But like, you know, you have to be like a like I wouldn't put Josh Jacobs there. Right? Like I'm talking like, you know, that have been a household name for like a few seasons at this point. And the two I would bet on in 2023 would be Christian McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley. Like I, I would bet on Saquon. Like I would, I wouldn't bet as much on say Dalvin Cook or Alvin Kamara, but I would definitely bet. And I'm not even talking like fantasy. I'm just talking like general production. I, I think I'm I'm willing to buy that Saquon's resurgence is real to a legitimate degree. I'm not saying he's going to be like a 2,000 yard rusher. Or anything but like, I think he will be a viable part of the New York offense if he's back in 2020.
1: I think there's a reason enough to believe that for 2023. Yes, that's why like the tag is almost perfect in this situation for them, mm-hmm. it is the perfect tool uniquely. A lot of the times, the tag is not a great tool in this situation. I think it makes sense, probably. For I mean, obviously, if you're the player, you, you're always going to idea like long for the long-term deal but i think saquon needs to prove it there's there was enough of a track record before the season which was why we were down on him and there's a lot of concern and just obviously the the nature of the position where i don't i don't think you can give him that long-term deal i think you let it ride it out one more year and see how it goes with him
0: um anything else on the giants oh by the way um eli manning was on good morning football on uh on today the day we're recording this did you see any of this by the way no um, so he was asked which of the Super Bowl wins was his favorite. Um, obviously, he has two of them, and I was gonna ask you which one is less fluky.
1: I think mind? the first one is less fluky, yeah, easily.
0: See, he said the second, he, he didn't say it like he wasn't asked, like which no. one's less fluky, but he was he was like talking about it, and he and I kind of like bought his reasoning he was like well the first one like nobody thought we were gonna even gonna make the playoffs you know what I mean like he was like the second we were kind of like a more in control team at least all season long they barely won the division though I know but they at least won it you know they didn't win it in 2007 but they still won it you know what I mean like they hosted a playoff game like again like I think if I if I had like I think the 2011 Giants were better than the 2007 Giants I guess is my point
1: no nope Mm that 11 um, that 11 team is the flukiest run ever and i always maintain that the the, the other one it's harder to remember cuz it was so far you know long ago now but in, i remember thinking like at least the pass rush was really good in that on that team i, I believe in the was still pass really rush. good in
0: 11 i mean
1: not the same no
0: i mean they didn't have strayhan
1: obviously but yeah. um
0: anyway so like at the end of it um at the end of his like interview um it it was the good morning football crew so like Jason McCourty's a part of it um and Devin McCourty obviously like the McCourty twins no Jason I'm sorry Jason is obviously a part of good morning football but Devin is a part of the the week this week on good morning football and so Eli was doing the interview with them and the like question was like hey one of the McCourty twins had their first career interception off of you like who do you think it was like they were just kind of having some fun with him and he guessed and he guessed Jason and he was right uh but it was really funny because he was like well if you're asking
1: that question that's obviously the answer (laughs)
0: Well, no, it was one of the two. I mean, you know, yeah, what but I
1: mean? like, like it would be more. It's the more surprising answer is Jason. So that's what it would be. It wouldn't be like it. It's too obvious to say Devin.
0: Why is it less? Why is it? Devin's one a much opposite?
1: better player than Jason was. Well,
0: I mean, but still, like they both had a lot of interceptions anyway. So it was Jason. Uh, but Eli's answer, he was like, "Well, oh, I threw a lot of them." <laughs> it's like so. I kind of thought that was funny, but they showed the interception, and it was when Jason was in Tennessee, and it was actually a left-handed throw. It was like down near the goal line. Like, I think they were on that they they were kind of, so (laughs) they were kind of, and it made me miss the old Titans uniforms. They were the aqua pants, I guess like light blue pants with the white Jersey and the, I loved the white Tennessee Titans helmet. Anyway. So Eli scrambling and like sort of like pitched the ball to his left hand from his right hand and then like shot put it in and then it got tipped and and then Jason McCourty caught it. So it's like, I'll i respect Jason McCourty, but it's like this wasn't even really like an authentic interception. It's not like you broke on mm. the ball. Like, I mean a you know, pick's a pick, but still. Um actually, and it was his first career interception, Jason McCourty's. Oh, okay. So, so not you know. Eli's. No. <laughs> so um, but his first career interception and he he was trying to be really nice. You could tell Jason was like, I remember because I remember thinking my first career interception came from a legend. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> using the word legend a little bit loosely anyway um anything else before we move on
1: how do you feel about the word legend as like awesome like you know when someone is saying like uh, like let's say you told me about this great thing that happened in your life and i might say like oh awesome like right like as Mm an acknowledgement mm -hmm. of that what if i said legend instead what if i was like legend instead Instead of of legendary yes i just said legend like you were like hey i just got uh uh i just found hey i just found twenty dollars on the street and i'd be like legend how do you feel if I said that?
0: Yeah, I'm not cool with that. Um, I do think that How I Met Your Mother did to the word legendary what like social media has done to the eyeball emoji. You know and I'm mm. saying like we kind of can't use it anymore. So yeah, I agree with that. Um, that season finale or series finale, excuse me, was ten years ago this spring. Mm. Ten I years ago someone... today, by the way, the Miami Heat released their Harlem Shake video.
1: Wow. Yeah, I know someone who uh, wrote for How I Met Your Mother, and they just got married. So him congrats him? to them
0: wow a true love story okay uh the washington commanders are last which they will be for all of the off season because they finished in last place i don't even i think we have to start here although i know you want to start somewhere else but um the, they did place the first franchise tag of the offseason on defensive tackle, Deron Payne. Um, That is the most prevalent information. I'm sorry, Brandon. Uh, $19 million for Payne here in 2023 at the very least. We'll see if they get a long-term deal with, done with him. Every team's going to probably say that the tag is a placeholder like you talked about with whether it's, yes. you know, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson or Javon Hargrave, Tony Pard, whoever. Uh, but Deron Payne officially has been tagged by the commanders.
1: Yeah, Um, he has that is as my analysis of the you just really
0: want to get through this don't you
1: (laughs) i mean i don't really have a lot to say about deron Payne. uh it feels like it's not ideal and it feels like it is a placeholder to me um but then again you have john allen there and i don't know if they want to pay all that money to two really great i mean in theory sure but uh in actuality i I don't know if they will
0: Mm. well first tag done. One tag down. We'll see how many ultimately come out. Uh, Brandon has been living for this moment. So Deron Payne was tagged. The Commanders announced on Monday in a tweet um, that Carson Wentz has been released. What a shock. Who could have seen this coming? The inspiration for the first yes. ever emergency edition of the NFC's mixtape um, was actually so disappointing that his didn't
1: garner an emergency episode. No, I mean, this... Look, I get a lot of things wrong. We all do. That's just life. And right. Definitely every Eagles fan emails. was like, Carson Wentz is better than Dak
0: Prescott. You were all wrong. It's okay.
1: I mean, his backup's better than Dak Prescott. So, but Is he? Just took them to the Super Bowl. Is I mean, he? we don't need to get into this, but uh, <laughs> you brought it up. So, anyway, uh, is he? Yeah, I mean, definitely is. Anyway, um, I mean, was Dak Prescott no, almost? No, is
0: played? Carson Wentz better? That was the hill that oh. a lot of Eagles fans
1: died on. I it's mean, okay. he was, yeah, uh, for one point, he definitely in one time point in time, he absolutely was. And then he did not I, age well for many reasons. Uh, mm. what? what do you want to say? I mean, he, what You don't think he was ever better than Dak? That's just not true.
0: I'm sorry. That's not what I was going to say. I was actually going to say, but I didn't want to like send us down a tangent. I think Carson is actually like a scary sort of hypothetical if you're a football fan, like and your quarterback blows up because like Carson had the blow up year in his second season. Right. And then it was like, well, boom, here he is. He's ride. Like, this is who he's going to be. And then it all fell apart. Like, yeah, so a lot of it, it, it can it can disappear just like that.
1: There's a lot of reasons for that. Uh, a lot of them tied back to Carson Wentz. Um, I, look, I just oh, so I was talking about how get wrong a lot, and people want to dunk on me for that those kind of things. That's fine, you know, go for it. Uh, I was wrong about Jalen Hurts, obviously, but like if you're gonna do that, then I need more than zero credit for when uh, if you're gonna dunk on me for the wrong stuff. I can't just have complete silence when, like, was dead right about Carson Wentz to a T, like, dating back to 2021, early on, who, no,
0: who who was, like, standing for him in
1: 2021? RJ is not a minority opinion at that time. It was maybe more like 50-50, I would say, or at least closer to that. Where maybe in like, your we world. We we need to fix Carson Wentz. We have to build, We you know, it's just, oh, Doug was terrible. It's all Doug's fault. Doug broke him. Doug sucks. There was a lot of that. That was not a minority opinion, and it was very apparent that that was not the case in that Carson Wentz was a loser and people wanted to just, and th- I guess this is a part of on it that touches on it. That's a pet peeve of mine. When people just dismiss anything that is reported that they think uh, is not true. Cause they don't want it to be true. It's like, Oh, Carson Wentz isn't a jerk or selfish or whatever, or uncoachable. That's just the media making stuff up. I mean, it wasn't <laughs> like, I think mean, there was a lot of evidence to, and, and, and clearly we're seeing that, bear, that bear out now uh, that that was not the case. And uh, look, you know, Carson Wentz deserves credit for the Eagles winning a Super Bowl. They don't win a Super Bowl without him. He put them in such a great position. So that is absolutely true, where the one thing can be true. But at the same time, um, it's, it's very easy to root against him and kind of uh, not be, you know, heartbroken about his downfall here because he was brought on by himself. And it was so predictable that he was going to fail with the commanders. Uh, like we we said at the time of the emergency podcast that you referenced that it was a crazy for the commanders to be like, You know what? this guy who couldn't get it right with the guy that everyone thought was going to fix him, Frank Reich, we can actually fix him like that was so obviously not going to work out, and i don't want to hear that well, it wasn't the biggest risk because they didn't take on like as much because they were able to cut him after a year, and they only gave up a couple of thirds. like no, it was a complete waste of time, predictably, the whole time, so you wasted stuff. That could be going to actually building the team in a long-term way for just a, a one season that was a total wash and a total waste.
0: I don't really have, like, a passion to take on this. Like, I think Carson's been so bad that, like, it is kind of like, you know it's not even fun to dunk on him anymore it's, that's, it's just kind of like whatever I mean and it, it, it like it literally went as everybody thought it would go you know, it's like m- maybe people I'm not like saying you're lying but maybe people were standing for him in 2021 nobody was standing for him when the commander's traded for him nobody no. you know, e- even commander's fans are like this is stupid like you're, you're literally just going to waste a year of our lives and that's exactly what happened like it was so bad it was so there was there was never like a point you know what I'm saying like, there was never like a well maybe they got this right you know what I mean like there was never anything to the like commander Carson era that it worked out where you were like, huh, you know, whatever. No, well, it if was...
1: anyone may have been a little favorable to him, I'm not. I don't think you were like super favorable to him, but you were so against the Colts that you were willing to. I was
0: proven totally right. Like in in the like, if we're, you like, were willing
1: ton... to absolve some of the blame, I feel like not all of it, but some of it on Wentz. And I think it was just a case of more than no, can be I... true. The Colts deserved what... a ton of blame, and so did Wentz. But I
0: did not like is Carson was clearly. At the time that the Colts even acquired him. I mean, like, that's what I'm saying. They had no issue making somebody who was like some, some NFL, like some athletes like are kind of like more naturally scapegoated than others. You know what I'm saying? Like it's easier to scapegoat some athletes versus others. And Carson is one of those. Now, a lot of that is his own fault to your point. So I'm not like admonishing him in any way, or I'm not uh, exonerating him in any way, but like the Colts manipulated that and the, the Colts took advantage of that. The Colts took complete and total advantage of the fact that he was a scapegoatable player. And they dunked on that despite their own inefficiencies. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like the, the Colts, like what what did the Colts, the,
1: the commanders were better right. off. We don't than, need than to litigate the Colts part of it. Um. I
0: only wanted to say one part about this. Um, you know how like you can look at, I don't know, um, like Patrick Mahomes, right? You can be like, how many like co- coaches has Patrick Mahomes gotten paid, right? Like all these people who have gotten promotions, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and whatever. And, and we talked about Eric B last week and moving to Washington, incidentally, but like, I feel like Carson Wentz is the opposite. Like, <laughs> like, I feel like everyone who's been closely connected to him has actually only, like, lost their job. And mm-hmm. they've wound up getting different ones, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, like, like I know you don't want to talk about the Colts, but, like, Frank Wright kind of staked his entire Colts reputation on him, and it blew up in his face. And because of that, he had to, you know, he got fired. I mean, and rightfully so. Like, he did a terrible yeah. job, but you get my point.
1: Yeah, and then he re... But I think it was also clear that uh, team saw Wentz as, like, the debilitating factor. To the point of where another team was willing to hire Doug Peterson, even though he broke Carson Wentz. And another team was willing to uh, hire Frank Wright, clearly, even though he tied his wagon to Carson Wentz mistakenly. So, um, you know, they're seeing value in those people, despite the, the airings that were connected to Wentz. The, the thing that's most interesting about Wentz moving forward is, will does he, he be, Will he tolerate a backup yet? role? Do you think so?
0: I mean, I think it depends.
1: What you is know, I, here? here uh, I know I asked you the question so sorry to jump in but what is left for him what is left for Carson Wentz to really do rehab his image not happening bro like I think that's it's, the ship has sailed on that I don't think that's happening and also it just seems so unlike him to be willing to take a backup role it seems so beneath him in terms of why would he need to he's made 128 million dollars from NFL contracts alone I'm sure he's made a ton more money in endorsements and all that he has what was he ever interest.
0: what was ever like a notable like you know what i'm saying like you can you can name a quarterback and think of like national brands like what was a carson one i
1: can't think i don't one. know but you know there's there's something at some point sure. somewhere even if it's he's made he's made plenty of money is the point um he has children now he's happily married as far as i can tell he's been through so many different kinds of injuries not just like you know a serious injury but like all parts of his body so i'm sure he's like hurting or feeling there's you know serious head injury like the the shot he took from Clowney. i just think like i don't think there's any shame in walking away and this being the end i think it would be the right thing for him to do and i don't think it's like oh he's a failure he's walking away i think no it's actually a really smart move if he does there's he has a super bowl ring i know he didn't play in the game but like he there's nothing like left for him to accomplish really, other than like, oh, maybe he can be a decent player again at best. Like I, I just don't get the upside in him playing again. I know he's stubborn, so maybe that's the part I'm dismissing and that he's gonna force the issue. And I will say, um, I don't think he's I, I I'm ruling out if, if there is a Teddy Bridgewater situation, like where there's just an unexpected need for a starter, sure, I can see him jump in, but that's also very rare. I just I don't see what's left for him to play for.
0: I mean the only thing that is left for him to play for is to have, cause he's not going to be a starter, right. Is to have like, I mean, ironically, like a Nick Foles, you know, run, right. Like, like that, that would literally be it. Uh, like, like you mentioned like a Teddy Bridgewater thing, like somebody, you know, that, that, you know, it was his backup that was traded, uh, Sam Bradford that was traded, you know, to the Vikings when that happened, like it would just be that. I mean, like you said, like what's left, make more money. I mean, you know what I mean? Like enjoy Like this is his profession. It's a game he loves. I mean, like, whatever i mean like it, it but i think you're you're much closer to like if the if Patrick Mahomes is the like pinnacle of like quarterback play in the NFL right now, you're much closer to like chase Daniel. You know what I'm saying? Like just backup cash and checks that then you are like dude, who's like elite front and center every single week. That's uh, and it, and some people, like some quarterbacks are fine with that. You know what I mean? Like some quarterbacks are like, but they, I actually think this is kind of like a rich backup quarterback free agency class. Um, like Teddy Bridgewater yeah. is a free agent. Cooper rush is a free agent. Mariota, uh, Marcus Mariota's. I mean, Minshew. Yeah. Like there are a lot of like high quality backups Now I think, Carson is probably in that mix. Like, I, I think he, be, but he, he belongs in the mix with those quarterbacks more than he does the mix of like starting quarterbacks of the NFL.
1: It's um, just like if he's a backup, he's a, he's a backup on Madden because of a talent level, but he's just not a backup in terms of personality. That's not the things about him. That's not what you want in a backup. That's not what you value. Like a player who knows his role and is like, you know, almost like a coach and amenable to coaching and having a good relationship with teammates. That's none of these things describe him. So I just, I really don't see it. Um, maybe I'm discounting again, the possibility of a team being dumb and, uh, him just being so stubborn because it, maybe it's somewhere where like he theoretically has a chance to start. I don't know, but, uh, I just, I think it just doesn't make sense to me. And it's sad. It's sad what his career has become. Um, but again, he brought it on himself really in a lot of ways.
0: Um, well, time will tell, uh, where he winds up. I, if he does obviously play again. Um... We'll see. Again, I don't think he's like a terrible backup option. But again, a lot of that is like predicated on the idea of him being willing to do that. Um, but I do think so. Dak Prescott, clearly the best quarterback drafted in twenty sixteen. But there was a time where it was like, okay, that's true, but Carson is definitely number two. Like, man, Jared Goff like really bounced back. Like after that Rams trade, like Jared Goff has like now, like obviously this conversation's been over for a while, but like it is Dak Prescott, Jared Goff, and I guess Carson Wentz is like you know but the only one who like technically has a super bowl ring is the third best quarterback in that (laughs) class that's amazing when you think about it
1: Wentz will be 31 in december by the way so he's like you know not exactly a spring chicken um i'm also 31 but whatever uh anyway uh so what else was i going to say oh spinning it forward if we can uh ron rivera was asked about sam howell at the nfl combine and
0: like why is anybody taking this seriously like everybody who's like like What do you mean? Go ahead and say your thing. Like, do you really believe that that going forward with this, like, what do you mean? Go ahead, read the quote.
1: Well, basically, I didn't see the full quote, but I saw the uh, paraphrased version of the fact that they're going to go with Sam Howell. um, You know, he has a right to start. He's a chance to start. You know, they're not going in with him as their undisputed starter as much as they're going in with him, and he has a chance to start.
0: I mean, I'm not like saying Ron Rivera is a liar, but like, do you really believe that? You know, like I think it's it's that. Time yeah, of why year. not? Well, because it's like, what his free agency happened, has like the draft happened? You know what I mean? Like how? Like you know what I mean? Like you I don't, don't think how has any chance to start this year. No, but I don't, I don't think it would be responsible for the commanders to be like, that's it. We're good. We don't have to add anybody. Like it's like we sit here well, and talk about what like, they're
1: saying though, I don't think they're saying they're like, going to stick with him I, no matter what. I, I think they're saying think we he, might add someone And the on the
0: roster right now, but I think they are undeniably sure. I mean, going just, to, add, it's only him. Really. I think they're undeniable. That's what I'm saying. Like, so we're making this big deal. Like, well, they're saying the only quarterback on the roster is in line to start like,
1: duh. You know what I I mean? don't think like, they're I, saying he's in line to start. I think they're saying he's in line to have a chance to start of course he is. He's the
0: only quarterback on the roster. I I just think this, this like thing, but this idea got true, ballooned though. a little bit. I actually thought, um, so this kind of spins us to our last sort of like, I guess, subject here. Um, like the, the volume that that line got, or that idea got the like play that that guy I thought was so strange. And I thought, man, that really does like prove that like, as dysfunctional as they are, the Washington franchise can still move some headlines, right? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you say something as simplistic as the only quarterback on our roster is in line to contend to start, but like, like that's the power of that brand. Like it is still a, a high, you know, value brand as far as NFL teams are concerned. Again, despite everything. And so there was the Don Van Nata report that came out on Tuesday, the day we're recording this in ESPN. I mean, I can't even list all the details. It was a disparaging report. I don't know if you have, like, a SparkNote version that you want to get to. Our friends at Hogshaven wrote about it, so everybody should go read that. Uh, a lot of great, like, kind of, you know, uh, assessments of this happening across, like, NFL media on Tuesday. Uh, more indictments, not literally, uh, but more indictments against Dan Snyder uh, and his ownership. His, like, minority owners now coming out and going on record, like, it's all a mess it is starting to feel more and more and more like the end of the dan snyder era is upon us uh but i know washington fans have gotten their hopes up for that in the past
1: what's it, it's getting late early is that the phrase yeah. it's early late it's getting early late i think it's what whatever which whatever one of those applies is the one i mean yeah i mean it's it's coming into an end and really the big question to me uh as an outside observer was well, as someone interested in the commanders not being good the biggest question to me is, is Bezos going to buy them or not? Because that's a game changer. If Bezos buys the commanders, that is like, that is a, everyone in the division should be extremely concerned. It's not even about necessarily, think. it's like not like, wow, I think Jeff Bezos is great. And it's not even a, 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 like a, a statement on whether you think about him in terms of his like it's just the money like so the fact that they're gonna have like infinite resources and presumably an owner i don't know maybe not um but the fact that they could have someone like that wealthy and that fiscally powerful that's that's a like that's something everyone in the nfc should be concerned about
0: also that um energetic you know what I mean? Like, like, hey, sure. let's let's be good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, because some owners, like, and not just in football, but like, some owners are like, hey, let's just like let's make some money. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, an owner who's like, hey, let's yeah. just be really good.
1: Because and, he has, It's not like we need to make more money. It's like I have a ton of money. Yeah.
0: Right. And like as we enter, like, here's the part that will actually be like annoying, annoying. Um, as we enter a world where like streaming or whatever becomes like more and more and more and more a part of our lives. Like, we obviously know that Thursday Night Football is on Amazon Prime. Uh, we know that the Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube TV. Like. If like the owner of Amazon gets in involved with the Commanders, like we're gonna get like that team shoved down our throats. You know what I'm saying? Like as far yeah, I wonder as like, how that would
1: work, I don't know. I
0: know, but like you get my point. Like Thursday night football will be like the official <laughs> broadcast of the Washington Commanders. You know, and like
1: again, like, maybe they only you don't, play on Thursday night. From I <laughs> mean,
0: may, maybe we wouldn't mind that, but you get my point. Like they they will be much more a part of this like scope of like the conversation, and they really kind of haven't been for I would say like most of our lives, like you and I
1: any yes i agree and any any owner to be clear even if it's not bezos it's just an automatic upgrade it's Mm -hmm. just it doesn't even matter if they're bad if that owner whoever is like because there's just like because dan if you're talking about the spider graph thing and like if one of the attributes is incompetency dan Mm -hmm. snyder is like 99 percentile is this like an all time any owner even if they're bad is going to be like Let's say seventy-four like, percent. There's still a, a significant upgrade in literally almost anyone who buys the team. That doesn't mean they're going to be like Super Bowl favorites all of a sudden and going to be the next dynasty. But I'm just saying, like, they're automatically the ceiling is automatically just so much higher than it would be if Snyder gets to keep the team. We all know that. Um, I have one last thing. If you're ready to move on from ownership,
0: yeah, let's 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 end this thing.
1: Last year, I called mm. my shot, and I was correct. In predicting that Jimmy Garoppolo would be the Commanders' quarterback, and he was not because he got hurt, and there was a weird thing. But there was that article that said the Commanders very much wanted him, and that was but the you plan. weren't
0: correct. That didn't I happen. I was
1: 100 correct, and but obviously that's a joke. But the point was they definitely did want Jimmy. At least that came out in the report, and then the okay. injury and his non-surgery and all. So that is this kind of- a
0: story about how you were wrong, but you think you were right?
1: Well, I'm gonna get it right again, which means I guess I'm gonna get it wrong. But I think. I've decided the perfect quarterback that the commanders are going to have in 2023. Can you guess who I'm thinking of?
0: Um, Is it like a, a pending free agent? No. Uh, so it's a player who's technically under contract through yep. 2023.
1: They're going to have to trade for this person. They would have to trade for this. Justin Fields. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> gonna Justin Fields. I know it's going to be Justin Fields. They're the perfect team because – I could be reading it wrong. I am not convinced that the Bears are keeping him, and I don't think they should keep him um, for a number of reasons. Even if you think he's could be great, I just think there's a work in progress there, and I think you want to reset that clock on the quarterback because they're going to have to pay him. That means it's two years of his rookie deal. Rookie right, right. year deal are already gone. They're out the window, um, and obviously they're the fifth year option. But I think if you're looking for a landing spot for Justin Fields, it just seems very on brand that the Commanders would take a chance on him.
0: it. Beyond the reasons you're saying, and to be clear, I'm not jumping in this with you um it'd be funny but um it would be even more so on brand because of the what if episode that we did last year where mm-hmm. it was like what if they lost the yeah. doug peterson carson wentz jalen hurts oh no not even carson Wentz. the doug peter doug peterson jalen hurts Nate, Sudfeld? Nate Sudfeld. yeah uh game they would have had him like <laughs> like outright you know they would have had that yeah. opportunity to draft him with the, with what would have been the 10th overall pick um no hang on so dallas was originally at 10
1: well the giants had it I'm sorry the, their pick. The right? Giants
0: so let me think here. The 2021 draft.
1: I forget. I don't know. No, Forever hear me again.
0: out. We can do this. The Cowboys were at 10, the Giants were at 11, and the Eagles were at 12 because they had traded back, right, with the Dolphins. The Eagles were originally at 6 and moved back to 12. Yes. Right. And, and then, then moved ph- up to 10. And, and then Philly jumped up from 12 to 10 with Dallas. And so it went DeVonte Smith at 10 and, and then the, and because Devante was gone the mm-hmm. Giants traded out of 11 yes with the Bears yeah and that but what we're saying is that would have been the commanders at 11 not the Giants because the, the, the Giants would have won yes. the division
1: right wow. I mean I don't know if that's the math worked out there but that was our logic but yes simply yeah. close enough yes
0: well okay Bam. anything else anything else you want to say one want to do want to offer no, definitely not. Um, Survivor's back. Mandalorian's back. Shout out to Gizmo. And um, yeah, BLG. To close this out, I would like you to give us your top three favorite ice cream flavors.
1: Go. Oh, mint mint, cho- mint chocolate chip has to be green.
0: These don't um, have to be in order, by the way. So, like, I don't know yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not ranking one. it in terms okay, of okay.
1: one, two, three. I'm just okay. saying three. Mint chocolate chip, uh, peanut butter, chocolate, you know, like like Cups like Reese's Cups or whatever Uh, and then hmm probably just uh, Chocolate Chocolate Chip